Hello and welcome to DKI, Digital Entertainment's weekly anime podcast. I am your host, uh, Neo Ivan from Neo Ivan Gaming, as Joel has been isekai'd into Las Vegas for a convention. Don't worry, we promise he, we will be able to get him back next week. He is safe, we hope. Because Vegas is weird, baby. <laughs> but what joining us. there stays there, but hopefully he won't be staying there. Absolutely. Also joining me is our um, regular uh, host, co host uh, from Massachusetts, Jace. What's up, everybody? How's yeah. it going, Internet? How's it going, Neo Ivan? Um, it's going good, going good. I realize that this um, this this uh, season has been a little bit slow for me, only because I, I personally I've been dealing with some tailbone issues and my Oof, uh, my PC chair, and so I've been trying not to sit in it too much or figure out what's wrong so and since high dive is not on the playstation uh, store i can only watch it yeah. on my pc so i've been avoiding uh sh well not necessarily avoiding but i've been not watching shows on high dive and so i have not been keeping or watching as many shows as you and joel which is as always i'm super impressed with how many shows you guys watch i'm just lucky that i have a job that occasionally i can watch stuff at uh, as it is, uh, when there's a good deal on manga, uh, hashtag not sponsored, hashtag I would love to be sponsored, please sponsor me. Uh, I uh, tend to pick up manga at uh, Newberry Comics, uh, where when they have a buy one, get one half off on uh, graphic novels and manga, I abuse that if uh, if need be, just because of the fact that, uh, yeah, I am I am a cheap mofo. <laughs> Actually, no, I am frugal. That is the you, you are um, frugal and you. But oh. mm. I, I, uh, I, I fell back into manga, despite the fact I told myself, no, you are running out of room for things. You have no bookshelves. You hell, I just picked up freaking Metroid Prime Remastered today on a freaking impulse buy because I saw it in a store. You know, and I was just like, I can't find that anywhere. Yoink! <laughs> 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 but I, uh, I I just finished reading what is currently available physically in the United States for Kaiju number eight. I love it. I can't wait for that anime next year. Uh, Production IG is set to be doing the animation for it, and they are legendary. I expect this to have Chainsaw Man levels of hype, or at least I hope it does. And if it doesn't, I will be hyping it at that level. <laughs> nice. I hope it lives up to your expectations. Yeah. Um, um, so what shows? Anyway, what have you uh, what have you been watching since you've been watching less than uh, me and Joel? Uh, well, the four shows that I have been watching. Well, I'll get to the shows that I have dropped. Uh, okay. I. I was curious about uh, the second season of Nagatoro. Uh, you know, don't mm -hmm. bully me, don't tease me, Miss Nagatoro. Yeah, yeah. And um, happy to report, it's still, uh, in my opinion, not good. <laughs> it's not a good show. <laughs> and, I mean, I know the show has a good following and much respect and love if you, uh, if you do enjoy it. I do not. I've always... I mean, for me, the meme of uh, Senpai being talked up by a Foghorn Leghorn, it's like, stand up to her, boy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that that ruined it for me. And while there are some cute moments, I just can't get over the, I can't get over the teasing. It's just. You're, you're giving me, you're giving me an idea to like dub over clips of it with that. <laughs> I, boy, I say, boy, stand boy. up to her, boy. I highly encourage you to do it because that's hilarious. Um, but moving He's a on, nice kid, but not the sharpest tool in the shape. <laughs> Smart boy, but certainly really dumb. <laughs> um, the other show I gave a shot, but dropped after one episode. Um, I'm retired from the, or I was kicked out of the evil demon lord, and now I'm hiding in the. It's a really long and silly title, but basically oh yeah, yeah. He went to the countryside to try to live a normal life because he wasn't special, but turns out he is. OP as AF and uh, yeah I uh, I dropped that one fairly early on yeah I was just like okay cliche trope cliche trope anime booba check yep yeah um, this know, doesn't make I, sense <laughs> they, I mean, they I, laid off of it within a few episodes they had laid off that whole uh, <laughs> stuff but at the same time like I had already gotten burnt out like you know I mm -hmm. I I don't mind fan service, 
but I feel like there needs to be substance to it. This is why I will continually praise things like Vermeer Gold, which by the end of the series has that emotional payoff, or Beast Tamer, which is so god dang wholesome that like I just cannot praise Beast Tamer enough for being like he's just a genuinely nice wholesome person who cares he's about good his man. partners yeah you know so yeah. it's like i would like to differentiate between nice guy and good man like a good that's man that's why i say better. like wholesome like mm-hmm. you know he's he he genuinely cares for his friends you know that yeah. like he uses the term nakama you know for for the people he has contracted as his <laughs> like i i hold a contract over you but i'm not gonna hold that over your head in fact you know what you girls take the beds and stuff i'm gonna sleep on the floor or try to get another room like well that's that's, that's how you do fan service like you know you don't that's good because that throat in people's face <laughs> that, yeah that could also open up to some really yikes territory i did yeah. watch an episode of that i've been meaning to watch more um, but that technically doesn't count as the winter anime. So um, right. <laughs> I tried um, I tried to give Buddy Daddies a shot, but within yep. five minutes of the episode and I complained about it on our Discord. Um, this isn't the spoiler because, again, it's five minutes into the story. Um, pro, our two protagonists, whose name I don't forget, one of them is very much a neat but super serious and gets the job done type. They adopted a, uh, a stray cat and then the quote unquote more responsible one decided to put the cat back in the box, not take it to a shelter and not take it, especially a no kill shelter. They uh, they just put it back when it, it was obviously went and. I got too upset and I raged quit from that anime. I may just start at episode two if I'm going to pick up the the anime again, because I do not want to. I'm sorry, folks. I I love animals and I do not. Mm. That's a form of animal cruelty that I cannot get behind. And yeah, uh, I just I can't do it. So uh, I will say I did a little bit of digging uh, out of curiosity because I wanted to look it up. Uh, they dropped episode 8.5, and I was like, what the hell is an 8.5? It's a clip show. It's a skippable episode. Uh, uh, hence, I guess, the title Cherry Pick. Mm-hmm. I, I guess it's it's going to be Miri's Greatest Moments or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. so Abenomics at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but upon going to the wiki, I saw that the... Uh, uh, the storyboarder for the previous episode, episode eight, which was a very good episode that gives us some backstory on uh, Ray, the the neat character. Um, it was storyboarded by Tensai Okamura, who is freaking legendary in the anime industry. This is a guy who's worked on uh, mostly behind the scenes, whether it's scripting or storyboarding and sometimes direction, but never really a major uh, position per se. Uh, He worked uh, episode direction, storyboards and key animation on Evangelion, storyboards on Bebop, uh, directed uh, and storyboards on Metabots, uh, storyboards and episode direction in Full Metal Panic, um, Samurai Champloo, uh, Auron High School Host wow. Club, so, Soul Eater. Say that's a reason uh, for you to watch uh, Auron Host Club. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of amazing how many things this guy has worked on, uh, including mm. you know, uh, hell, he worked on Blade Runner, Black Lotus, uh, which was uh, last year in twenty twenty one. That was a uh, Adult Swim uh, original that they did it was a cg anime i saw the behind the scenes it looked really good this guy nice. goes all the way back to the 80s with wicked city you know mm-hmm. and my neighbor totoro he worked on key animation for my neighbor totoro so he's a behind the scenes guy but he worked recently on uh on buddy daddies so it's just like the action in episode eight it did feel very different and it did like now that I think about it, now that I know that he worked on it, I went, no wonder this gave me shades of like freaking bebop, like knocking on heaven's door and like mm. uh, Spike versus. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, knowing that now I'm like, 
I, I'm just kind of curious to see, like, I'm also wondering what a guy of his caliber did for Auron or, or, or Auron rather. Auron. I'm what, yeah, Auron. Like, I'm wondering just what he did for that. Because <laughs> I can't picture that having scenes similar to Wicked City and, and uh, Bebop. Well, but I won't anyway. say much else about that, but uh, the... I'll go through this a little bit quicker. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, I have watched a few episodes of Cool Guy meets Cool. No, Ice Guy meets Cool Girl. I can't remember uh, the title. Ice Guy, uh, Ice Guy, Cool Colleague is how Ice Guy, Cool Colleague. I enjoyed it, except for the fact that mm, is this a spoiler? A little bit, uh, minor spoiler. But if the if our ma- male protagonist gets hot, as in physically warm. Uh, he reverts to a kid, and that kind of made me go a little yabay. That is only uh, happened once. It's like only happened once. Is, okay, I've watched all the way through to episode nine. It only happens in that one episode as like a gag. Okay, uh, you okay, know, good. I mean, I it's worried. just like he gets he gets nervous. He literally crystallizes. He's happy. Suddenly, a blizzard I, happens, and literal little snowmen pop off of him and make yay noise. I know it. It is adorable, and I do like it. Um, it's I'm, it's my uh, it's up. my sugary sweet palate cleanser. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I will say that my sugary sweet palate cleanser um, this year after Nagatoro was returning to my senpai is annoying. That is a great show. Mm. Definitely watch that. Um, but moving on really quickly, I I'm not. Uh, dropping that uh that romantic show i just mentioned but um just moving on to the my yeah. revolutional revolutionary magical um basically an isekai that shouldn't be an isekai where the girl remembers <laughs> her pat i agree with joel about this where she wants to our protagonist wants to bring technology slash magic and synthesize it i really do enjoy it um didn't need to be an isekai it did not need to be an isekai absolutely not like maybe maybe she could be cursed and like can see um into our world and like ooh technology what is that or yeah, something yeah. like that but i do enjoy it um plus the relationship between our two uh, women protagonists is really nice also i haven't i'm not fully caught up but i love the political intrigue that they're doing because in order for our protagonists to carry out their research they renounce the throne huh. but the brother is um he's applauding something and it's huh. it's going to be interesting. Um, moving on, another quick show that I thought I was going to drop, but turned out to be surprised me is uh, Tomo Chan is a girl. I uh, have been loving that show. It it's is, good. I it, it's it's got shades of some of the other shows that I really have enjoyed, like uh, uh, Nozaki. Uh, what was it? Monthly sh- uh, shojo Nozaki Kun or, or something like that. I just usually call it Nozaki-kun, but mm. uh, Nozaki-kun or Komi, it's very similar to those. And I just, again, it's kind of warm fuzzies. Like, it's it's such a cute little, like, you know, childhood friend rom-com. Um, and I don't know if you've seen, like, the most recent episode of mm-hmm. it. Or, I have. And yeah, like, really, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, going into the, like, going into more of Carol was kind of like a whoa um but also the hidden agenda of uh blanking on our name the uh the best friend yeah yeah that's starting to bring the like some more drama in. i'm like ooh, mm-hmm. this is getting also, a little spicy with the drama <laughs> also the fact that they actually changed the formula because normally in rom-coms yeah. it's um well, comedy is all about, you know, you set up a status quo and then you keep it for as long as possible. The last yeah. episode, they did not do that with two characters. They actually had character growth for, yeah. for everyone. And that's the other thing that I really like about the show is that it's so easy just to, for lack of a better phrase, just Tenchi Muyo it and just have it be <laughs> go through so many gags. But no, um, Tomo is coming to terms that Jun is slowly acknowledging that she is a woman a growing woman I mean they are 16 so they do count as yeah as women um and carol having her own issues but it was really wholesome and sweet and i honestly was surprised because the mind games that we just mentioned between mizui and carol resulted in a face that i did not expect i thought it was something else so 
without spoiling anything, definitely go watch uh, Tomo-chan as a girl. It's a delightful, warm surprise. Yeah. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Revenger continues to be a great action filled period piece dealing with uh, uh, the uh, late Tokugawa uh, period where we're seeing the fall of the shogunate, the influence of foreigners into Japan, um, the opium trade uh, seeping in and the revengers getting dragged into trying to stop it rather than just taking their jobs of somebody has bitten gold and now we must uh, fulfill that vendetta. Mm -hmm. So uh, Revenger continues to be uh, a, a good uh, historical action drama. Technoroid Overmind just dropped the big drama bomb going into it. Yes, it's the predictable robots are human too, but I'm a Star Wars nerd. I've always enjoyed the intrigue of droid sentience in that franchise stupid so, droids <laughs> yeah and not to mention i'm also uh, a fan of um tezuka and ishinomori uh as i've mentioned before stories like astro boy and kikaider you know can a robot feel mm -hmm. and technoroid is really starting we actually have now gotten as of episode eight some heavy duty development like the episode eight brings us right back to the murder story that started in the first episode's post credit scene. We have now mm. been dragged back into that. We are in a we are getting violently racist against robots now. Like the the fact that like it is it is getting good. <laughs> so the, the 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 idol stuff is literally just a window dressing at this point that they drop in to sell a CD, I think, right now. Probably. Um and high card high card is just like high card is chef's kiss it is a f great action show i have been enjoying the hell out of that one that one's kicking into high gear ningen fushin has also been just a great like popcorn fodder fantasy mm. series i do like the twist that the sword that they get in one quest uh is sentient and can take a human form which is this young boy who's named Kizuna, which means bond. And it's this long lost technology that when I guess their bonds uh, between them are strong enough, they can fuse into a single being, which has allowed uh, Protag-kun, uh, mm -hmm. or, or as I like to call him, Idol Boy, because that's his vice, is uh, the idol girl that he worships. Uh He's so far fused with the dragon girl and the mage and God, it's freaking badass when he does that. It's just like, he just goes onto this other level and becomes a different person. And you go, wow. <laughs> He's beginning not to, to mention like, <laughs> and there's also been some character development with the idol girl on top of it all, who seems to be kind of like a, I, I think it's funny he he thinks he's hallucinating an inner voice and she's actually talking to him from like the bushes and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like the even the idol girl is getting some character development in it. And it's like it is it has been a fun show. You know, it is it is a fun fantasy party comedy, uh, adventure party comedy. And uh, not to leave high dive out of the equation, giant beasts of ours. Great fantasy drama i am loving where this is going this is a freaking i don't want to talk too much about the plot on that one because it's one of those things where if you haven't been following it you just kind of go uh what but let's just say that uh there is a subplot involving a government that is trying to uh manufacture uh paladins and uh I forgot what it was, priestesses or something like that. Mm -hmm. They're trying mm -hmm. to do that, but it seems like they might be doing that for nefarious reasons. And one of them maybe broke out or something like that. But like they are the ones that are corrupting the giant beasts and making them even more deadly. Um, like you do. It's, yeah. You know, so I mean, like you're you're getting that good versus evil and stuff like that. But it's it's again like that intrigue is the most recent episode of that show when you get to the main girl's backstory, you go, 
damn, that is fucked up. Like, yeah. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Giant Beast of Ars is my high dive pick of the uh, this season uh, by far. Neat. Um, the last show that I've been watching and I've been watching every week with much enthusiasm is uh, my campfire cooking in another world. And there's mm. more to that title, but um, basically our protagonist and two others get teleported to another world, Isekai, though they're not killed. Um, and two of them, the other two are proclaimed to be heroes. Our protagonist came by accident and he was basically dismissed because he doesn't have any skills except online shopping. Um, <laughs> and for real, he has the ability to go back into our, well, not go back, but to basically like Amazon shop for items and put in, uh, this world's currency. And, um, it's really, that's his ability. And he's also a really good cook. So he's a good buffer. He has no abilities. He's not OP at all. However, his mm. cooking is so good that he attracts the attention of the most OP beast in the world. And then they form a familiar contract. And it's, it's just this giant wolf dog that is voiced by someone who I swear might be Takamura. It's just like this tough guy. And, um, it's great because there's a, it's more of a slice of life. It's a slow show. And of course, uh, don't watch yeah. it while hungry, folks. And then he eventually <laughs> he eventually gets um, a slime buddy. And there's also some interesting politics as well as some good economics, because like he can like if he really wanted to cheat, all he had to do, all he could do is just take salt and pepper from his online grocery and then present it as his own to sellers. And they will give him gold hand over fist because of this high quality salt. Cause this is a medieval mm. world and also a world where agriculture and domesticated animals kind of don't exist. And, huh. um, because, uh, our wolf dog fell has a connection to a goddess, whatever the dog eats or fell eats, the goddess can get a little bit of a taste of, and one huh. time fell got a taste for sweets. And so the goddess was like, I demand sweets, present sweets to pray to me and give me sweets. And I will give you a permanent uh, buff for a couple of days. And it's one of those hmm. stereotypical. Um, well, not I guess it is kind of stereotypical of kind of a spoiled ish brat who gets uh, who gets treat. Well, I wouldn't call her a spoiled brat. I just don't know what to say. It's just that she is a one track pony at this point. But there are other goddesses who are noticing what's happened in the last episode. And they're like, what is she doing by that pool? She, what is she eating? And the running joke of the show is that his cooking is so his cooking is, is really good and can buff up everyone. Like there's one part where he gives Wagyu steak to uh, Fel and Fel is able to just decimate an entire area of the strongest monsters because it like tripled his hit points and mana and everything. And, and so our protagonist has to be very careful. But moving away, I could talk about that show for much, much longer. But um, those are the shows that I have been watching. And uh, so far for me, Campfire Cooking and Tomo-chan are, are very, very good. Uh, definitely give those a watch on Crunchyroll if you can. Um, hmm. But we should definitely move in unless there's another thing that you want to wa- uh, talk about what you're currently watching. Uh, no, I, I pretty much kind of... Uh plowed through everything as quick as possible <laughs> right cool beans well we're going to move on to our main topic for today anime in space which is a huge topic to cover so we're going to narrow it down just a teeny bit into um anime that has humans as spacefaring as a spacefaring species so um dragon ball z does not count because humans don't necessarily have colonies on the moon or anything like that. Um, Say the moon doesn't count because, well, I don't think they fight in space. And also shows like Tenchi Muyo and others don't count. What does count is like uh, the Gundam franchise, Macross. It's it's funny. Sailor Moon fights in space, I think, like. Actually, I can't even remember if it was in space. I just remember like in the finale, the Negaverse maybe it was located in antarctica type of thing i, I can't remember i could have sworn it was the moon but may, I mean, maybe it was it would make sense it was if it was antarctica. on the moon honestly 
Chism. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I can't remember where the hell uh, Queen Barrel's like headquarters was based out of. Um, I think they maybe go to space only a couple select times to fight villains on their home turf and that's it so mm. that's about as spacey as sailor moon gets outside of their names <laughs> yeah for real but no we'll be like talking about the worlds that these anime have come up with and then obviously yeah. compare them to like the big um western and even japanese and other shows you know like for example the big in my opinion the big three would be um of course star trek the very uh space yep. communist utopian world there's star yep. wars which is absolutely yep. nothing like that and then um <laughs> my... star wars is more uh if if i had to give it more of a genre i would say that star wars is more of a uh space fantasy with a little bit of like uh what was it retro punk or something like that the, the idea that like it's futuristic but everything is kind of dirty and old and used i get what you're saying kind of like a um oh god it's i had it on the tip of my tongue and it flew out but anyway um, yeah, yeah yeah i get what you're saying because i mean yeah because there are some parts of it or it could be like a fantasy western in a way if you want a fantasy magical. Yeah. Western. Yeah. There's, I mean, it, there are a lot of illusions. Uh, Lucas had a lot of inspirations from uh, samurai films, Western films. Um, and then, I mean, like you can see Lucas's influences in the actual star Wars shows that come out now, especially like Mandalorian stuff. You'll see like, you know, the racing stuff in, in a few episodes or you'll eat episode one pod racing, you know, George Lucas, mm -hmm. American graffiti. So that's racing in space. You know, and they did mm -hmm. racing in space in star Wars resistance too, with yeah. actual jets. But aside <laughs> from the point, I can't think of any uh, anime that actually have racing in space. Maybe aside, I think, from like a drag racing type moment in Cowboy Bebop. I think Redline uh, kind of counts because they're not on Earth. And it, there's an mm. implication that there is a uh, I mean, it is a movie, so it doesn't really count as an anime series. But that's the yeah. only one that can come off the top of my head. But I can say that Outlaw Star uh, does have a racing episode and they actually have a very mm. interesting way of doing it. But um that's a topic for another <laughs> another decay to talk about racing in space. Um, space races. <laughs> and another more recent uh, show, a very recent show that I like to compare the like worlds and whatnot to, uh, and the, the anime that we could be talking about is um, the Expanse, which takes a much more realistic um, view of how space travel and space colonization would be. Mm. If you haven't seen it, definitely take a look at it. It's on Amazon Prime. If you don't have Prime, um, uh. <laughs> well good luck fine, fine. good luck uh find a friend we're friends now yeah. it's uh it's a phone a friend all right phone this, a friend this call this call brought to you by at &T. Yeah. i don't know why regis philbin suddenly became british but you know well whatever he's <laughs> he's had a long life he may as well have that english accent but anyway yeah um and even like some of the anime within the within the franchises like let's uh just for a moment, just stick with, uh, not stick, focus on, uh, say, the Gundam franchise. At the very mm. beginning, like the, well, the very few first few Gundams, it was all set like in, there's Earth and then there are the space colonies, but there's nothing yep. on Mars. Maybe there's something on the moon. I don't know. But later as the series goes, um, these are general overall spoilers, folks. These are nothing in particular. It's just world building stuff. So not, you won't really miss much. But there's even like kingdoms in Jupiter and whatnot. And that's that's really fascinating. But mostly... Um, they have to a degree, and this isn't true in uh, Gundam Seed as well. They sort of have mm. artificial-ish gravity in that. Well, actually, no, but they don't float around. And uh, the world is it's very much of the mind of like when the late 70s. But it's it is fascinating in that there is um, outside of the pew pews, which is what Gundam is really what you're here for of Gundam. But it is uh it is fascinating that there is so much 
infrastructure in space and that the space colonies rotate to try to get some artificial gravity and try to be as self-sufficient as possible. I like those those little details about it. Yeah, it's it's funny because Gundam, of course, is usually classified as uh, the space opera genre because uh, there's there's two kinds of and this is for a different day, but there's there's giant robots, you know, and then there's or or uh, I think there's another term for it. That I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but you have your giant robots, super robot genre mm -hmm. uh so you you know you have your mazingers and you have your uh tetsujin 28 you know uh you, you have your stuff like that and then you have uh you know your gundams you know you have your smaller mecha and gundam fits more into a space opera similar to say a battleship yamato type series because it's less about the battles to a degree and more about the space politics uh, or or uh, spacism <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. between between the colonists in space and the people of Earth and the collision of, uh, you know, classes and stuff between all of that. You know, there's there's a sort of. Uh, depending on which version of Gundam's because because Gundam is technically a multiverse based on mm -hmm. timelines, there's Universal Century, uh, you know, or After Colony and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, sometimes it's the Earth people who are all high and mighty. Sometimes it's the space people who are all high and mighty. One thing leads to another. One of them sabotages or attacks the other. And uh, ta-da, we have conflict. And you know, mm -hmm. it is kind of fascinating that you get that back and forth. And over the years, we do have different Gundams that deal with different planets. Hence, recently, Witch from Mercury um, mm -hmm. literally, like, you know, came from colonies out by Mercury. Um, whereas like, uh, th there was a meme that showed various Gundam protagonists over the recent years. And sure enough, there have been Gundams, uh, Gundam stories surrounding Jupiter, Mars, uh, <laughs> like it, it was, it was the Gundam protagonists dressed as the Sailor Moon characters <laughs> and handing the uniform to, uh, uh, to, to what's her name from Witch from Mercury? <laughs> oh, so welcome to the club. <laughs> so you could yeah. say she is uh, Sailor Mercury. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because the Gundams <laughs> fall under the Navy, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Space Navy. <laughs> Space uh, Navies. There you go. But uh, and along the lines of Gundam, there is also Valbrave the Liberator, uh, which is also a robots in space uh you know dealing with space racism racism and stuff like that uh mm. you know edgelord teenagers uh trying to cope and form a society for themselves away from the adults and uh i mean it's yeah. i i liked it you know it's a it's a product of its yeah. time you know and, and that's another topic about the gundam franchise they all have child soldiers <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is uh big yikes please don't do that Anyway, um, but yeah, no, and like just with Gundam, Witch and Mercury, we definitely see an interesting dichotomy in that the colonies, which are wholeheartedly, which are basically corporations at this point, which are their own little fiefdoms and feudal lords, which is yep. fascinating to me. And Earth is looked down upon despite the fact that like in the expanse, one of the one of the more interesting things is that um, for colonies on uh, say asteroids or stuff they need soil from the earth from earth in order to um grow earth plants makes sense yeah. but other uh shows don't really think about that because in star trek yep. it's basically the means of production are your replicators so you could just yeah. print yeah. everything so there <laughs> is no economy because or i mean star trek breaks a lot of things but um yeah, in, uh, in in Witch from Mercury, they um, they do try to just like in Gundam in general, they do try to be as self-sufficient as possible. Um, and if things go wrong, then whoops, we're still in space, which I. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do appreciate that uh, they always the Gundam pilots, whenever they had to go into action, they always wore their um, their uh, their 
EVA suits. And even in like eighth MS team in the second episode, yeah, yeah. our protagonist wears it, even though he's in basically Vietnam during monsoon. Yeah. Season. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> without going too much into that. Yeah. Gundam is and also like Gundam wing, like they mm. have colonies on on multiple planets and it's yeah as you said earth is uh, the big bad and uh, they have a form of interplanetary and interstellar travel and although the gundams really don't go into the logistics um two shows that actually do uh are cowboy bebop and uh outlaw star and um outlaw star is definitely one of my favorites from the early days of toonami bringing anime to the u.s Yep. And entirely because it's down on his luck, dude, gets, for lack of a better term, anime robot waifu and anime robot or anime giant spaceship that is top of the line for free. And yep. he still has shit luck. <laughs> he can't get he ha, he's a contract gig worker and he <laughs> I do love that the boy, did, boy did they uh, predict uh, our dystopian uh, <laughs> they sure hellscape did. that we live in now. <laughs> they sure did, but they also go into a lot of the logistics, and I know yeah. logistics is super sexy to talk about, but like Alastar <laughs> goes into the issues of of port fees, maintenance fees, ammunition mm. uh, restocking, and uh, of course, snarky robot that goes, this is the top of the line spaceship and you have me as a cargo freighter. How <laughs> effing dare you? <laughs> I mean, and funny enough, like that is also the crux of Cowboy Bebop too, is mm. the working those bounties and just barely scraping by, you know, and, and uh, I... To this day, my favorite moment is still the uh, when they introduce Faye and she winds up becoming a part of their group. And uh, Spike's just like, Jet, is she using our shower? Don't know and have no opinion. (laughs) Well, somebody's got to do something about that. Don't know and have have no opinion. opinion. (laughs) All right, I'm going to say something. Spike, no! (laughs) And then hear the gun go off. (laughs) <laughs> i think the i think the best part about that is that must be some heavy duty metal to resist you know oh, yeah bullets <laughs> yeah because because in like babylon 5 a a fantastic science fiction show uh please watch it yep. um they remove bullets for that reason um because yep. you don't want whole holes in the ho- holes in the hull I can speak, now, uh, I swear. But I do <laughs> love the cowboy bebop. Or like the shiitake mushrooms. Like you're talking about how they're oh always God, down on yes. like shiitake Bad mushroom. mushrooms episode. That is still my all-time favorite. It is so bad mushrooms. It's like they, they do get big bounties, but there's always something in the way from them ever like not necessarily being rich, but being comfortable. Damage from the uh the casino incident mm. early on. Um, yeah, there's always something that kind of throws things off. So the, the mushroom though, one though. So uh, hey kid, you know this here's the stairway to heaven. <laughs> Annoying frog. Shut up, frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Like, I'm eating the mushrooms. And it's just a little hoppity dog. So adorable. <laughs> little squeak toy dog. Uh speaking of cowboy bebop, space dandy. He's oh. a dandy guy in space i need to watch that after uh, a friend of mine it showed is, me uh, a music it is the video opposite <laughs> it is the opposite of cowboy bebop it is wacky like it is it is hard to believe and technically supposedly it is the same universe which really is like That's i have a weird. hard time yeah supposedly it's somehow the same universe i'm like what like, I don't know if it's implied or but, but this is where we get into the fun part where we've got space and we got alien races. You know, like this is this is beyond what we've had so far. I mean, maybe with the exception of Outlaw Star, because you have, uh, you know, the uh, the hot cat like girl. Yeah. I think there are a few other aliens as well. Kataro Kataro. Yeah. Not Katan. Yeah. Yeah. I think. But, uh settlers of Catan Catan. I guess so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the new Outlaw but, uh, Star board game, Catan Catan. 
<laughs> Settlers of Katarl Katarl. Oh no. Uh, oh man. I I would play it. I <laughs> but, I'll try uh, it. Once. But <laughs> Space Dandy, uh Space Dandy's a fun show. It was actually quite the anomaly. It was the first time a show was ever simulcast uh simulcast in Japan and America same day in English and in Japanese. Ooh. That's yeah. cool. Uh, that, that's a fun little oddity about that series. Uh, it was a big deal at the time, huge, uh, freaking deal went down between Funimation, Adult Swim and, uh, Sunrise, I believe, uh, produced it in Japan to be able to coordinate, you know, getting the scripts to America, getting them translated ahead of time, getting them dubbed so that it would air the same time as the Japanese show was airing. It, I mean, like it's unheard of even nowadays for a show to do that. Usually a dub comes onto Crunchyroll a day or two afterwards, you know, or maybe a week afterwards. And Space Dandy was doing day and date of the Japanese airing on American television. Like it, it is definitely a testament to the pull of Shinichiro Watanabe's name <laughs> attached to a project. Um, but Space Dandy is a very fun show. Um, I, I suggest if you feel like a good laugh in space, uh, Space Dandy is a nice palate cleanser from watching the drama of a uh, uh, show like, you know, Gundam Witch from Mercury. Or if you really want to get old, uh, the space opera genre, of course, uh, one of the most favorite uh, famous ones is uh, Leiji Matsumoto's uh, Space Battleship Yamato. That is which, a show that I've been meaning to watch. And it's interesting things. because Matsumoto does this sort of odd thing with his storytelling where he reuses his characters in a sort of multiverse. So it's less an example of oh hey i'm just redrawing the same character but it's a different story and more like a twist in the myth of sorts because his other works involve emeraldus and harlock and you know the crew of the yamato but you see them in completely different storytelling scenarios because i remember at one point i watched a western that was done by him and feature all of those same characters. So it's, it's kind of an odd thing that he does as a creator and artist that he tells different stories, but with the same characters and archetypes. And while I haven't seen Yamato, I have seen Captain Harlock and my first exposure to his work, uh, after the Daft Punk music videos, uh, was actually the OVA, Queen Emeraldus, which was a the spin-off from Captain Harlock. Um I remember watching that like late night on uh Anna Midnight on Encore Action and just going like, oh, this is so cool. Like I always set my VCR to record that channel. Mm. <laughs> just in case I couldn't stay up or sneak out uh to the living room to watch it at Fridays at midnight. <laughs> oh God, the the days of sneaking around to be like, I'm going to watch an anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or let alone uh, if you're smart enough to program a VCR. Kids these days, they got it easy with DVRs. <laughs> let alone about stream. going into uh, about giving away our age too much. <laughs> it's, uh, kids these days, they kids don't these know. Days. They don't they, know. They, they don't know what out. CTRVs are. <laughs> they don't know what the what the uh, green, red, and white uh, <laughs> plugins are. I'm the, the cables. The cables. So, I mean, they got I, I got a thirty-two inch sitting right next to me right now down in the studio. <laughs> All right, before we get but, off on a tangent. But enough of that. But enough uh, of that. But more, more anime more space. More space animes. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and another one that I've been, I think I watched, oddly enough, when I was a kid, but because there was nothing else on, was uh, 
Galaxy Express 999. I, I think there are three yep. nines in there. But yep. I don't remember it, a thing because it was like at 1 a.m. and I was trying to yep. go to sleep. It is a show that's, that I do want to watch. That's another one of Matsumoto's uh, shows, actually. Ooh, more reason to more reason to watch. Um, there's also uh, the irresponsible Captain Tyler. Again, yep. another. Sh- this is my this is my running uh, bit, folks. Uh, Ivan has not watched more than enough anime. <laughs> I mean, let alone you, you're just rattling off like Matsumoto's works, which I will admit, Oops. I still need to see more of his stuff, too, because <laughs> I mean, he's just a legend. Completely the, unintentional, the by the way. <laughs> yeah. And just uh, looked up uh, some more things. But I mean, again, it's also just fascinating how these these anime with would you say that Space Dandy is more utopian rather than like realistic or I'd, I'd say it's kind of utopian because it's mm. a comedy, you uh, know, yeah. and, and we're dealing we're de- I mean, there's literally a space hooters that he goes to regularly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do remember <laughs> seeing something like that in the music video. So uh, so I mean, like, I, I, I feel like uh, I feel like it is definitely utopian. It's not a uh, serious. Um, yeah. Space show. Um, And just for just so folks understand what I mean by utopian, think like uh, in Star Trek, as I said, with replicators or if you are um, if you're able to afford it in uh, in Star Wars, which, um, you know, it's very interesting because in in both Star Trek and Star Wars to a certain degree, although Star Trek, I will say, because they never have the budget for it. Because if you're not in the core worlds in Star Trek or on a space station, everything looks like it was, they've reverted back to the, to feudal times. But in, uh, <laughs> in, but in Star Wars, that makes much more sense because these are new colonies. These are new people coming in, trying to, settle in whereas star trek has everything it ever needs but in star wars they have to almost star wars is very much again somewhere between a space fantasy you know considering the fact that we've got freaking light swords and space wizards you know Mm -hmm. as as uh as they blatantly call obi-wan in the original movie um you know and then you've got also space western elements because like locations like Tatooine are clearly you know supposed to be like the idea of the outer uh outer rim in Star Wars is the wild west um mm-hmm. bringing things backwards into anime this one based off of a video game a Hideo Kojima video game Zone of the Enders it's, uh had uh both an anime and an OVA uh back in the day uh proud to say i own that because i love <laughs> weird obscure stuff <laughs> so uh, i mean it's sitting right there on my shelf next to another konami joint legend of mystical ninja goemon <laughs> so, uh, so if this were a video game uh thing i would be saying proudly uh konami right about now but <laughs> uh zone of the enders was a very good anime very solid show um and of course because konami being konami um the license no longer is being held by anybody i would love to see that get re-released because it Mm. was a really good show and uh it it stood well on its own uh despite being a sort of uh you know spinoff tie in to the I think all of three games that came out, like two mm. PS2 and a th- Game Boy Advance game or I Game Boy so. Color. I know there were two um, PS uh, PlayStation games. Uh, Kojima, give us another mech game. Please, <laughs> please, please give us another mech game. We know you're done with Metal Gear, but I'll just give us a Metal Gear mech game. We will buy it. <laughs> uh, I, I want to pilot a Metal Gear. Uh, me, me too. <laughs> Metal uh, Gear the anime. Metal Gear the anime. Oh God, no! Oh God, no! No, no, no! No. Um, uh, moving away swiftly. Um, just you more, reminded me of um, you reminded me of um, in uh, just going back to Cowboy Bebop re- briefly. I mean, the bounty hunters are called um, cowboys, and the show yep. really does like go into that um, into the Western field of you know just always not just down on their luck but it always felt like you know the 
Spike was a loner. He sometimes worked with Jet. Uh, you had your femme fatale. It was a nice mixture of everything. There was a femme fatale with um, yep with Faye, who her backstory. God, just I, I feel so bad. It's like yeah, when I understand. Here, take a here, take a portion of my earnings. Let me just have enough for like food and booze or something, because and cigarettes. Everyone smoked in. Uh, and we don't I don't really see that in anime too much, which when you're in space, that doesn't make sense unless you have really, really good filters, which have to be expensive, I imagine. But because uh, everyone's smoking in the ship, it's like that's a fire hazard first. It's it's <laughs> funny because like I, I just I happen to find that picture from Macross, which, of course, is a fairly legendary whether you heard of it as Macross or you've heard of it slash grew up with it as Robotech being horribly bastardized and cut up uh, the mm. the on. I mean, like you wouldn't have seen that, obviously, in Robotech back in the day of somebody lighting a cigarette with a mecha <laughs> gun. I, uh, I am seeing that right but, now. And that's hilarious. But, but what kind of makes me laugh is that, like, uh, there's an infamous meme of somebody lighting a cigarette off of a lightsaber. <laughs> and uh, side note, I know the guy. He's a cosplayer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, supposedly, he is the first person to post that image online. And since then, it's just I even saw a Audible book recently for a uh, Audible original called Space 1969. And sure enough. The cover art for that book shows somebody lighting a cigarette with a laser sword. <laughs> Only in space. Only in space. Can you smoke with a laser sword? Yeah. Or or gun in the case of uh, Macross. Uh, that is a that is an interesting show too because that's space opera like Gundam with like yeah. politics and stuff, but also somewhat all set on Earth to a degree because their ships the turn into jets. The first or. Um, or uh, robots or jets yeah just a brief summary the first aliens crashed on earth 10 years later the aliens came back and the humans had mm. adapted the technology to their aircraft and a few other things aliens of course super over, super powerful and how dare you take our tech and use it for yourself pretty much and so the humans <laughs> teleport the macross which is the big ship away aliens chase they eventually go back to earth uh, but the aliens, of course, don't understand culture. They're super militaristic and almost fascistic in a way. Um, and so Min Mei is able to sing and that causes these uh, the Zentradi, which are the aliens, to almost be stun locked in place because they don't understand <laughs> what they're listening to. But yeah, and then end of the episode. This is a almost 50 year old show, folks. So this is uh, you've had your chance to watch it. Um, Earth gets nearly destroyed. And I don't mean like completely blown up, but I mean like nuclear winter like catastrophe. So the later um, Macross shows, except for Macross Zero, which is a prequel. It's also very mm. good. Definitely watch that because that came out in 2003 and I saw the uh, the CGI animation done to that show and is chef's yeah. kiss like if you want like you should demand like disney make x-wing versus tie fighter to such high quality stuff it is really good moving that really fan animation oh my god like yeah guaranteed somebody saw that and uh actually we can we can tie this right in star wars visions the uh <laughs> mini series of shorts made by different anime studios mm. uh True, it does kind of count to a degree. Absolutely and... phenomenal. So, uh, I mean, you had uh, freaking Trigger doing two of those. Production IG, I think, did one. Um, some of the best animators and directors working yeah. on that project. And after seeing that, I'm like, give me a full Star Wars anime. I wish that they would <laughs> do that. I money. just wish that they, uh, I know uh, D-Boss Mario probably complained about this on D-Kai a couple of years ago, but there was no, there was no X-Wing versus TIE Fighter or like dog fighting in that. And yeah. that fan animation that you mentioned is mm, chef's kiss. But moving back to, uh, to Macross just briefly, there's a re the later shows had humanity go out into space because they realized, oh, we're kind of sitting ducks here on this one planet that, um, yeah, we have the technology to, fix it um it's better that we get out of here and so they create like um 
kind of like at the end of it, the Zentradi, you know, be like, oh, we effed. Here's my one. We fucked up. Uh, sorry. <laughs> like, we'll help you out. And then the humans in the Zentradi kind of became friends ish. It's complicated. Just just say it's complicated. Yeah. And like Macross Frontier, a show that I uh, got um, told about by um, uh, Kaylee, who used to be um, a member of uh, D Crew, uh, but she is unfortunately uh, too busy with work and all and health issues. We wish you all the best on your recovery, Kaylee. But um, she got me into uh, re got me into Macross and especially Macross uh, Frontier, which is a really good show. There's actually um, two movies that basically take the entirety of the show and condense it down. So if you don't have time, definitely watch those movies. But um, the ships in that universe is, oh, my God, this is amazing. They are essentially like big colony ships that are not just self-sustaining, but also have their own in terms of like agriculture but also industrially they're able to like get asteroids and mine it for resources they have more than enough oxygen capability um also keep in mind the zentradi are tall they are like 20 feet tall although they're human looking they are 20 feet ish tall they are giants like actual giants from D D. yeah yeah but um those and then I mean, the main draw, of course, is of Macross is the dogfighting versus and also mech combat, because that's what the planes can do. Yeah, but it is fascinating in that the the world of Macross and also the most wild Macross is Macross 7. Check out hmm. the uh, opening, uh, the opening intro to that. You will get like very intrigued by what it is very quickly, because that is a banger of an opening. And um, yeah, no, it's um, that world is very interesting logistically. And also, you know, in Macross Frontier, just to end, if the colony ships are dead, that's the end of the story uh, yeah, for, for yeah. that group, because there's no they can't warp back home. There is faster than light travel. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's really good. Definitely check it out. Um yeah, no, Macross is a great franchise. If you're sick of Gundam and you and you want more Top Gun like stuff, definitely check it out. And if you're a little bit on the fence, actually, I will um, definitely point you in the direction on YouTube to Macross and Top Gun. Someone made it a fantastic animated music video of uh of that and danger if, zone to danger zone yes <laughs> and if that doesn't pique your interest i can't help you there's nothing more i can say <laughs> but yeah no macross is great definitely watch it <clears throat> cool uh i think we kind of ran, ran in circles at this point uh yeah from, from uh from one show to there another are, <laughs> there are plenty of uh there are plenty of space shows uh that i haven't seen uh and then there's also just the fact that there are so many franchises or creators that have made so many as we've already touched upon macross gundam uh and uh leiji matsumoto's works so uh, basically if you like one thing from it you're gonna get sucked in be careful of rabbit holes folks yes that's what got me on this show <laughs> <laughs> the in case you're wondering, the rabbit hole is anime. Yep. <laughs> so uh, um, devote, I, uh, devote some time. And if you're a binge watcher, well, you're more than welcome to it. Uh, if you're someone like me who likes their content weekly, even better, because <laughs> that's uh, that's how I enjoy my shows. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been a very fun topic. I know we had to like just cover things in big, broad strokes. But, um, well, there's, as I said at the beginning, uh, there is way too many anime in space. And unfortunately, we haven't seen it all. So we can't at the moment go into deeper dives. But this is definitely a topic that you and Joel could probably uh, go back into the future. So, um, yeah, I believe that's it for us for today. Uh, we'll be back in about 25 or so-ish minutes for our weekly uh, community happy hour hosted by me again, uh, Neo Ivan. Uh, where we're going to be playing some uh, golf with friends. So if you're interested in uh, wacky golf situations, also uh, adults cursing a lot at a video game, uh, <laughs> we definitely have you covered.
like to thank the sponsor of the stream image anime please go on over to their website imageanime.com use the code discount ship d-e-e-s-c-o-n-t-s-h-i-p for free ground shipping on items in stock items over a hundred dollars and tell them digital entertainment sent you give you the link to our discord now because i'm not going to give it during um our happy hour because we've been hate rated uh more than once and um sorry we're not going to take that chance uh again during because uh, we're here to do community and all that stuff for fun we don't appreciate uh being hate rated but the link to our discord is in the chat come join us now or uh wait till the end of a uh, happy hour and uh we also have a trailer of uh our upcoming visual novel wrestling game kokoro no pro the link is in the chat and uh that will do it for us today thank you everyone for joining us we'll be uh, back here momentarily so stay safe stay sane wear a mask when you go outside because COVID 19 is still dangerous and it's still here so take care of yourselves and we'll see you in just a few minutes bye bye space space i want to go to space it's this space space